Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a sermon by Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. Before a moment of Musaf, just a little bit more sharing of Torah and then a special talk. So, I have to take off this tall list because I'm going to need an outfit change in just a moment. Back when Rabbi Ari Lucas was uh, here with us on our clergy team, he started a great little tradition. At least I'm going to give him credit for it because I think it was his that, that he started this tradition. Uh, that on the first day of Pesach, that we would make sure that the Torah that was shared was some Torah about things that people were doing at their Seder tables. So we would actually have congregants up here at the Bima sharing with us things that they were doing at their Seder table, which I loved and I wish that you were here and that we could have you on our bima so you could tell us things that you were doing this year, especially this year. And I have learned and heard the most amazing things that you're doing. So I tried to put in a little bit of work this week to find out what are some of the incredible things that people are bringing to their Seder tables this year. And I wanted to share with you a few of the things that I find really special that people are bringing that even if you're hearing them in this moment, this is the key, that even if you're hearing them now and in this moment, that you can still bring them to your Seder tables, right? So there have been, I'll just acknowledge, some extraordinary things still put together. I'll acknowledge that Rabbi Rebecca Schatz has put together, along with Rabbi Matt Shapiro, some great resources in general for Bethlehem, and specifically in that e-box, that Seder e-box that everybody got, and Rabbi Kligfeld participated in the rabbinical assembly's recording of an entire Seder online. The Cantor's assembly also put together a click-and-play entire uh, Seder that you can do online, so both of those exist on YouTube. That's great. Here are some other things that I've heard the people are bringing to their Seder tables this year in our community. We have a Sarah Benor, Dr. Sarah Benor, uh, who's an amazing linguist and a professor at HUC. Um, she put together some great resources about languages and Jews across the world. Who are um, so you can find these great uh, videos of people singing different um, songs and presenting different traditions from across the world. So we have people in our community who are bringing those songs and traditions to their seder tables from across uh, the world because. What is this year other than an opportunity to globalize your Seder, right? Because people can be at your Seder table from across the world, digitally and virtually. I also want to share with you two traditions that I heard of, uh, of new things that can go on your Seder plate. Um, first, though, a joke about that, that I love that uh, Cantor Dan Singer, who is a, a great colleague of mine, he wrote a great parody song of an apple on your Seder plate, right, meaning an apple computer on your Seder plate, and a, and a shout out to all of the congregants who are really stretching yourselves this year. When it comes to technology, I know it's a stretch for me to use technology in new ways this year, and I know it's a stretch for many of you to put an apple on your Seder plate, um, but I'll start by saying some people this year are putting literally an apple on their Seder plate in acknowledgement of the educators who this year are stretching themselves in new ways 
to make sure that as schools are shut across the world, they are making certain that our students maintain educational rhythms even while they're at home. I know I have been so grateful to the teachers who have made sure that it's possible for me to have educated children at home, at least one, I still have a tiny munchkin too, but one who would have been in school. And I know how hard those teachers are working, still working from home to produce resources, to sit, to make phone calls to their students, to FaceTime with their students, to produce resources and sit on group calls. And they didn't ask for this as much as none of us asked for this, to put apples on our Seder plates to acknowledge them. That's a wonderful idea and a beautiful idea. Another resource that I think is beautiful, another new tradition that I love that I discovered, is putting a spoon on your Seder plate. What does that spoon represent? It comes out of the world of disability awareness. So that spoon represents this idea. It comes out of the late 90s. I think 1997 was the first time it was written about. Sorry, I didn't bring the name to acknowledge the particular um, initiator of this idea. Um, but I appreciate that there's a great article in the J, which is Northern California, California's kind of uh, <clears throat> Jewish journal, that they uh, introduced this idea in the disabilities awareness world of putting a spoon on the Seder plate and that that spoon on the Seder plate represents the limited amount of resources, including energy, that one has in a day to deal even with mundane tasks throughout the day. And by putting a spoon on our Seder plate, we are acknowledging two things. One, the people who are already facing disabilities are disproportionately impacted by the situation that we are in right now. That we should be particularly aware of the fact that there are those with disabilities who we should be sure are taken care of in this isolation. And two, that it might be possible for us to co-opt this sense of awareness that the people in the disabilities awareness world have taken on, that we too run out of spoons, so to speak, at the end of every day. That we only have so many spoons to give that we might say, as they say, I am running out of spoons. It has been a long day. I don't have so many more spoons to give today. Spoons are a way of saying... I don't have much more to give. Spoons are a way of saying, I have already given my all to every mundane task that I have needed to get through today, and that has taken my all. So a spoon is a nice way of saying that. I have one more to share with you, and it's the one that I'm introducing today and tonight at our community e-seder. So I won't spoil too much. I won't read the whole kavanah, but I will add that I am introducing to the seder this evening the idea of dipping three more drops of wine than we normally would out of our cup tonight because we are diminished in our joy this year. And that is the idea of dipping wine out of our cups or juice out of our cups when we get to the plagues tonight. We dip juice or wine out of our cups because our joy is diminished by the idea that there was loss involved in the Exodus story. And it is never a good thing when there is loss of human life and human dignity. So, here we are in a time of plague and in a time of loss of human life. And I'm introducing this idea that this year we too should be dipping extra 
out of our wine glasses, in particular for those lives who are being lost, for those who are putting their lives on the line, and also for those who, for the loss that we are experiencing of those who cannot be at our Seder table this year. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.